This show is being brought to you in part by Magic Financing, featuring Mago the Magician. They can help you get auto financing for anything in business for over 32 years. Magic Financing is dedicated to customer satisfaction. If you've got credit issues, they have the answer. No matter what your profile is, they can help. They work with people who have fair, bad, or just terrible credit, repayment history, as well as people who have no money down. That's right, no money down. They're located at 6385 North Federal Boulevard with a great auto inventory. Give them a call at 303-298-1155. That's Magic Financing. Features Mago the Magician. They're open Monday through Friday until 8 and Saturdays till 7. Check them out. That's Magic Financing. Call them today at 303-298-1155. Tell them you heard about it here at KUHSDenver.com. Also visit us at www.magicfinancing.com. Good afternoon and welcome to the council. I'm your host, Charlie Pacello, and we have a fantastic, amazing guest here uh, coming on the show today. I can't wait to introduce you to her in just a brief moment. Uh, first, I want to thank our sponsor, Magic Financing. Uh, Magic Financing, go to them if you want to buy a used car. Uh, tell them I sent you. They are amazing. Our family has been buying cars for them for years. They will help you to get the best deal possible. Uh, so go to magicfinancing.com. Uh, and we really want to thank them for all the support that they have given here at the council and at KUHS Denver. Um, briefly, I want to make sure that people know that uh, um, there's some books out that are out there for, uh, for purchase. And one of them is a local artist, a local author. His name is uh, Albert Quintana. And he's going to be here next week on the show. But he's got a couple books, uh, Teacher Grows Up in Commerce City. And uh, no more green chili, uh, but the one that is his most recent book is called The Crochet Lady. And uh, boy, you know what? Albert's an amazing uh, person, author. He's been in the, uh, he was in the Denver area for many, many years, and this is his latest book. Uh, so if you would like to buy one of his books, you can go to www.quintanareads.com. Again, that's www.quintanareads.com. Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-A-R-E-A-D-S dot com. And uh, it's a bestseller, and so we're going to talk later more about this next week. Uh, the Crochet Lady, uh, you can buy it uh, uh, on com. Uh, also, I would like to make a quick announcement about my book as well. It's called Meditations with Masters of the Axial Age. Uh, this book here is a book from my heart. Uh, it was something that I worked a lot on to try to understand some of the some of the stories, some of the truths that our great teachers in the past have talked about, and how to be able to deepen our connection to our soul. And it's this great period in American, not American, but in international history, uh, where it's this axial age, which is between 900 BC and 200 BC, and all of these great teachers were coming up with these same conclusions about the nature of truth, about the nature of why we suffer and how we can overcome our suffering and what, what is, is suffering a prerequisite to enlightenment. And people were trying to delve, dive deeper into their, their soul, into understanding how do we manage ourselves in this world and, and being able to treat each other in a way that reflects our best. And one of the things, the, the lessons that they were teaching, all of these teachers, which is amazing because they had very r relatively little contact with one another, was this idea of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And this was an idea that Confucius had originated, or at least that's when we first know that it was actually written down. And to be able to recognize that what I see in one, I see in me, and that there is all all of us are one, that what we do to one of us, we do to all of us. And they were coming up with these ideas, and yet they had no interaction with each other. Uh, in India, in China, in Israel, and in Greece, 
and laid the foundations for uh, our Western civilization. Uh, with Greece, it laid the foundation for our, our religious traditions. In Israel, with Christianity and uh, Islam and Judaism. In uh, India, with Hinduism and Buddhism. And in Asia, with Confucianism and Taoism. So you get to spend some time with some of the masters and you get to answer some of your own questions and probe deep into your own soul. So it's Meditations with Masters of the Axial Age. You can find it and buy it on Amazon.com. You can buy it at Barnes & Noble. And you can also buy it uh, at store.bookbaby.com. And so many different places. You can get it in hard copy or you can purchase it on ebook. Again, that's Meditations with Masters of the Axial Age. Um, we had, uh, be before I introduce my guest, I want to I want to honor someone here who has been, uh, who, who recently passed away uh, last night. Um, a dear, dear friend of KUHS. He was one of our VDJs. His name is uh, Danny Uliabari, uh, the love doctor. And uh, he, uh, there was a sudden unexpected heart attack and he passed. He has been here for so long. He's been an icon here at KUHS. And it's a, it's a major loss. Um, Danny was, uh, he had welcomed me when I first started here and I didn't know, have any clues what I was doing as far as having a show. And he just uh, really made me feel at home. Uh, he, made, uh, he made everybody laugh. He brought love to everybody. I mean, his show, uh, the Love Doctor show, was just about trying to bring love to, to each other. And, he played great music that really evoked that sense of, you know, deep intimacy and love and, and just really getting into that stuff that's really important to all of us. And, um, you know, he, he just enlightened everybody who was here. He gave everybody a sense of they just felt good around Danny. And uh, he really made everybody feel like, you know, that they were important, that they mattered. And he was a bright light here. He supported everything and everyone in any way that he possibly could. And it's a really a tragic loss. I know so many people are, are, are heartbroken by this, devastated. We're all devastated here at KUHS. And I just want to honor him for all that he contributed to for so many years here in Denver. And to all the, the family, uh, my, my deepest condolences to all of you. He was a great man. And I'm very lucky to have had the opportunity to spend a couple years uh, of my life with him. And uh, just uh, we will honor him uh, this whole week. And uh, please pray for him and his family. Okay, <clears throat> now we are going to be talking today with one of the best, most honest, most passionate people about how to thrive in a world when so many things are going on around us that can throw us off, can overwhelm us, can, can keep us from living our, um, our authentic selves. Jennifer Huff is a seer, alchemist, author, and founder of The Wide Awakening. Her work is to assist each of us to awaken to our innate abilities beyond the five senses to live life in the flow and passion and to truly experience our lives as a piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth in this lifetime. Her mission is to shine a light within us so we can bring heaven with us wherever we go. Her website is www.thewideawakening.com. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Charlie, I am so excited to be here and uh, having got to know you just a little bit, uh, even more excited because you got some good vibes, my friend. <laughs> Can I just mention something as we start? Sure. I just want to really acknowledge you for presencing your beautiful friend who passed last night. Um, you know, I, I literally feel him in my body. You did such a great job of explaining who he was and, um, and and actually really uh, resonating with the essence of him mm -hmm. and I just want to I just want to share something that I got as you were talking I could just hear him loud and clear saying just just pay me forward brother 
just pay it forward. It's like, and when you said we're going to be honoring him all week, he said, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like honor me all the rest of your life. Like, pay it forward. So he's, uh, yeah, you, you did an amazing job of bringing his energy forward, and I just really felt it. What a great guy, and what a, what a great way to start your career doing this, right? Oh, thank you. And, and, you know, you said something right there. Play, uh, pay it forward, brother. That is something exactly that he would say. Brother, you would always go. That's him. That, those are the words I heard. Those were the exact, and, and that's, you know, part of where I live is talking to dead people. So I heard it loud and clear as if it was him right here. <laughs> wow. So I just wanted to share that. It was very clear that I should share that. Oh, so. thank you, Jennifer. That's really. Oh, you're so welcome. Wow. Um, Jennifer, I mean, you obviously have some amazing gifts here. Can you share with the audience just a little bit about your background and how you came to do the work that you do? Yeah, this will probably uh, shake your tree. I actually started as an accountant and an economist. Wow. <laughs> That's when I graduated my uh my college slash university years from and then I studied biology just to put more science on top of it so I started very left brain and um and then I went for went, went and worked for a big huge multinational company so um it took a pretty big shock to my system to catalyze me to do what I'm doing today because everything I do today would be something that I would completely judge someone else for doing back then mm -hmm. I just would have thought that it was baloney, it doesn't work that way, people talk about physics, that's not really how it goes, you know, um, your biochemistry is solely affected by food, mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with how you perceive life, you know, you can't transcend genetics, you know, a very, very linear, linear human being. So for me, um, uh, in short, I was working for the big multinational, but at the same time, there was something in my soul that just felt like I needed to do, I needed to live somehow outside of the box. I need to dance at the fringes. So I ended up living on my sailboat in Outer Harbor Marina in uh, Toronto and uh, for three years. And you bubble the water. That's the biggest question people have. What do you do? Because the water freezes. You're right bubble the water you can still live on your sailboat in the winter anyways so <laughs> the, the boat got osmosis and I was in my 20s and so I didn't have enough money to finish the bottom of a 36 foot full keeled boat so I did it myself during the summer and it was horrific because I didn't use the right equipment in fact I didn't really buy wasn't really using any equipment I thought I was but I wasn't I didn't know nothing about nothing and what ended up happening is I ended up with migraines and like this stuff should have killed me I inhaled Cooper's oxide I inhaled all sorts of stuff that could kill you wow. and um, I started getting migraines I started having chronic yeast by the way yeast infections are not due to a monostat deficiency just saying and, <laughs> <laughs> For the ladies out there yeah. and uh and uh and i knew that i had to do something to get better right and so that was my foray as a complete i seriously i'm telling you as a total skeptic the doctors couldn't help me it was like i was being forced to look in other ways mm -hmm. you know when people say oh yes i could see dead people when I was two yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't talk to dead people when I was two I was figuring out how, how to get my dad's approval when I was two okay right so, right, right exactly right, right yeah. so 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 I lived a very normal my father's a my father's an entrepreneur my mother's a school teacher you know very normal kind of upbringing with the normal stuff that happened from parents of that age and all that stuff, and and I just ended up having an extraordinary shift that mm -hmm. had me grow the largest holistic nutrition practice in Canada. And um, then I started what I thought is what I, I was seeing people um, medically intuitively, and people would tell me that's what I was doing. And and I would get clients from all over the world because of this ability that I thought was very special and unique to me. <laughs> 
And before long, I realized I started asking questions because I'm innately curious. I think you are, too, just from looking at you. It's like I'm so curious. No wonder you wrote that book, right? So I'm just like so wickedly thirsty to know the truth. And I started looking at Bruce Lipton. I met him a couple of times. I started... You know, all these wonderful people who are on the leading cutting edge of, of science and physics and all of a sudden something clicked for me and that's when my practice just boomed because I realized I wasn't seeing people um, medically intuitively I was seeing the entire hologram of their future going forward like I literally could feel into their future history and their past history all the incongruencies and everything they did to take themselves out of the alignment with the reason why they're here and I started to see as I asked the questions and got them back into alignment their entire biochemistry shifted Mm -hmm. and they transcended all these health issues including things like PTSD my first clients had um, ulcerative colitis and uh, MS and both of those cases um, were in remission um, because of what I started to be able to witness, which now I understand much better. But back then, I, you know, was judging my own self for being the very weirdo that I thought everybody else was. So <laughs> right, well, I mean, and I understand that too. It's like you know, you're. I came from very similar to what you do, Jennifer, is that, you know, I came from a, a military background. I went to the yeah. Air Force Academy. My, my whole f- father's side of the family, we all served. And we're all very much of that left brain, rational. Everything has a, if there's a problem, then there's a solution to it. And it's very, very linear. And we've got to be able to solve mm-hmm. that. And you have that kind of zero focus concentration and everything outside of that realm just didn't make sense you didn't accept it you didn't approve it or it was yeah. just too far out there and and I appreciate and value that those those skills that I uh, that I'd acquired in those in that training like you had been where I could be able to be yes. you know to have that discipline and have that focus and that commitment and and in sense of values and integrity that I got from it but also all you know, like you I started had this uh, these in- interesting experiences these profound dreams these things that didn't make any sense that were the beyond the pale and I started to you know look like you did investigating the truth about things understanding uh, the nature of the heart and how the heart, you know, the work with heart math and Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden and Carolyn Mace and all these other different teachers to be able to really penetrate and understand. Because I could always sense people. I always had that ability since I was a child, since I was yeah. little, that could feel people. And I didn't, you know, and I didn't understand it. And I loved my family and I loved the people around me. And I could sense, I just don't know where it came from, but I was one of those things. So... So can we talk about that for a second? Because sure. I feel this is such yeah. an important subject. There are, so ma- there are so many of us right now. Oh, isn't that interesting? There's a hawk outside flying right in front as we're talking about this. So what's mm. really interesting to me is this, that so many of us that are, that are being born into the last generation, this generation, and certainly the next generations, so many of us are born as bridge builders. And in order to be a bridge builder, you have to be able to see from 100,000 feet and look down and know what's going on with people. And so many of us can see that bigger picture. And we just presumed back then that everyone else could see the bigger picture too. (laughs) Everyone else could see why other people were arguing or why your parents didn't get along or how come your sister was the way she was or whatever it is. Even why I remember at 17 years old, it was actually a really formative time in my life at 17. I was standing behind my dad. We were sitting in like we used to go to this place in the summer on an island. And he was watching the television, watching news. And as he was watching the news, I watched um, him watching the news and standing behind him. And two Middle Eastern countries were fighting. It was like horrific. What was happening? Whatever it was, it was horrific. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. And then the next story came, and it was another story like that. Just people beating on each other for the belief system. I think it had to do with Ireland, actually, at that one. And I thought. 
Oh, I can see exactly how that could be resolved. Someone just has to invent the technology to be able to, like, have people hear each other and da-da-da-da-da. Now, you might think, oh, my God, she's 17, Pollyanna, right? My father had different words. His was more like, take your head out of your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And so so what happened was I said, I said, I know it's possible, Dad. I just know it's possible. The funny thing is I got the knowing of things being truly possible from him. Mm -hmm. He's the one that was always finding solutions to Mm -hmm. things that were impossible. Mm -hmm. But then when he was the one that said to me, Jennifer, you'll find out about the world. I don't want you to get hurt. Just take your head out of your butt. Don't think like that. Learn when you need to learn. Go find a nice boy. Have a picket fence. All will be well. Right? Right? Well, yeah. Little, Little did I know that my ability to see that way, just like yours, is actually a thing these days. Mm-hmm. The ability to actually get the energy of what's truly going on and know, and know at five years old mm-hmm. that it's actually possible to shift all that stuff. The only reason we know that is because those people, probably most of the people listening right now, were born to be bridge builders, to take mm-hmm. things from where they have been the duality, the polarity, and to bridge them, build the mind, behavior, and um, consciousness bridges mm-hmm. to be th- that actually exist in physics, so that conscious everyone who's alive and who's not can actually connect with those metaphysical bridges as living entities, mm-hmm. and as we build them for our own personal lives in a fractal universe, now they become available to all of humanity. Mm -hmm. So our bridge becomes available to millions and billions, really, Mm -hmm. um, because those bridges, not to get too technical, and it really doesn't matter if you don't understand what I'm saying right now, but for those of you who do, you'll appreciate it. Those, when we create something in physics, which forms 95% of us, when we create these metaphysical bridges, they're formed, they're mechanized, they're informed by photon packages of light that carry the information. Mm-hmm. Photon packages of light travel around the world seven times in a second. That's fast. Meaning that well, when you build a bridge to a new possibility in your own life, you just created a bridge that became available seven times in a second every second of the day to every person on the planet. So when people say there's no hope, mm-hmm. I say work on yourself, build the bridges, heal yourself, because there's hope. Seven times in a second, everything you do to heal yourself becomes available to every single person on earth. So and that's what bridge builders are here to do. They know it. They, they, they might sometimes get a little depressed because they were also born to feel all the incongruencies in the world. Mm-hmm. That's how you build a bridge. You have to feel what's incongruent first. You have to know where the beginning of the bridge is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. What, that's what catalyzes yeah. the, the the imagination. That's what catalyzes the creations. So, yeah. Well, well and, and be, you know, I just love the, how you describe that, being a bridge builder. And very often what happens is that we're so caught in our in our traumas and our pain and the experiences that we've had and the suffering, and that can lock us in a loop. You know, we're locked in that loop and that pattern. And if we can understand the the holographic nature of life, and I, I mean, I wanted to, you mentioned that a couple times, and you, and you also put it in your bio about the holographic nature of the, of life. And a lot of people don't understand that. That they, when they think about that, it seems like way too out there and too far. Holographic only means, in, in, and I would love for you to expand on it, is that you have, it's, it's more than just your five senses. You have your five senses, sight, smell, taste, sound, and touch, but you also have your emotional system, you also have your psychological system, you also have your psycho-spiritual system, your soul system, your, your, your feel that you have out there that they've actually been able to measure. Phys- uh, physically, scientifically measure mm-hmm. this, the uh, sure. emanation from your heart, the electricity that emanates from your heart, space that goes out beyond your body, and they can actually measure those. So all of this is part of that holographic nature of life. Could you explain a little bit more detail about, in, in, in your own words, what you mean by that, and if you could expand on that? 
Well, everything you just described are the, all those aspects are aspects of the hologram. But imagine. Okay, so let's see if we can recreate this this idea a whole other way that's never been expressed before because I think it's time for us to understand this concept so deeply because if we can all get it in ourselves it changes the way that you respond to life entirely it shifts the way you operate and the way you interact with life to understand the world this way so when I say it's a holographic universe what I mean is that now, first, this is going to sound super esoteric, but I promise you I will describe it in scientific real terms so it, it's meaty, right? The esoteric way to describe it is this, that everything exists in three dimensions and in each dimension simply because of our agreement that it does. So do you actually take a step and there's a floor there or does the step act or does the floor actually show up because you presumed it? Mm. Now you might think, oh my God, that is like the existential question of the universe, you know, like that's too deep. So I like to describe this experiment, which I haven't described in ages, but it's it, it was a an experiment and I'll see if I can get it as right as I possibly can. I'll get it close enough that people will get the, the intent of it. The experiment is actually um, described in the long form of the, you remember the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? Yep, yep, it's yeah. a great movie. So yeah. in, in that, it's actually in that, if anyone wants to go and look up more detail about it, but I'm going to give you their sort of abridged version. Basically, imagine some of the particles that we're made of that aren't three-dimensional, like that aren't visible to our eye. They took... What I'm going to call, this is so wrong to say it this way, scientists would just like slap me outside the head. But for <laughs> us lay people, imagine that they took a tennis ball machine, but the tennis balls were really teeny particles. And they were going to fire, the, but we're made of those particles. And they took the tennis ball machine and they put a wall up with two slots. And all they wanted to do is they wanted to see the behavior of these teeny tiny particles that we're made of. Mm -hmm. So they're going to fire the tennis ball that are really teeny tiny at the wall, and they're going to see how they behave. It's like, do they go through the slots mm -hmm. and land on the, um, on the wall behind in a straight line because there's two slots? So if it's going to be fired, if it's tennis balls, and you painted the tennis balls red, there's going to be two red lines on the wall behind the wall with two slots. Is it going to be that way? Is it going to be you fire these minuscule particles through, but those particles are everywhere? So what happens is there's almost a ripple effect. There are ripples that come out the other side. Mm -hmm. Or is there some other possibility that we don't even know about, about these little particles? So now... There's presumptions, though. Most people think that if you fire particles, it's going to land in two straight lines. It makes logical sense, right? Mm -hmm. So the scientists have to, had to remove themselves from the experiment completely. And over a long span of time, without their attention on it in as much of a vacuum as they could create, what they did is they fired those particles, right? Fired the particles. And when they fired the particles, they didn't know what happened happened without them, happened randomly, etc. They came back and they decided to do the experiment with their presence there. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, lo and behold, the little particles landed in two straight lines with their attention mm -hmm. on the experiment. Just what you would expect. But then they went back and looked at the experiment, how it happened when they weren't in the room. And what happened was, the particles actually caused a ripple. Yeah. where they came through the two slots. In mm -hmm. other words, the room was literally filled with those particles. Yeah. And without their expectations in the room, any possibility could exist, not just landing in two straight lines. When they came into the room, the particles that were all made, one of the particles were all made up of, landed in two straight lines. Mm -hmm. 
because as many people know in physics, the instant you put your attention on something, you will change the reality of it. So those particles are affected by your attention. Mm -hmm. Imagine the implications of this. Any possibility exists when you're not in the room. As soon as you come in the room, your life lands exactly as you expected. No, it's profound. I mean, it's a profound. Uh, I mean, I know the. It's this quantum physics. It's a quantum physics uh, yeah. study mm-hmm. that is able. Right. You're the observer by just being the observer of something. You change the outcome. It's like kind of what you know, <laughs> and so it's an it's an old old experiment. You got to get that, and and I haven't talked about it in a long time. But to get the fundamentals of a holographic universe. Imagine that that experiment applies to, like, applies to everything. So, for instance, you're upset about your bank account. Well, you know, when you think to yourself, I think about being abundant all the time. Yeah, but you don't be abundant because the tennis balls are landing exactly according to what you're afraid of, right? Mm-hmm. So, a holographic universe says that says that everything is let all of it we are in an agreement that that's what this world is that's what communicate even me being able to speak words through my vocal cords have vibration come out that you understand as words that you can turn into something that means something that we could do this on this platform that goes out in waveform and can be received by all of that is an agreement and it's cool so in a holographic universe, if you imagine that your ability to experience life, anyone's ability to experience life could be at that level. You could actually experience life at the holographic level, i.e., and lots of people have, I don't, have you ever done this? Because you appear to me to be someone who could do this. And just for those of you who know what I mean, have you ever been in a room or, and all of a sudden you check out of the room being 3D and you see <laughs> particles or you see waves or you see, I have, have you done that? I, I've been able, and I've, I mean, this is being very, I've been able to see particles of light since I was a kid. I thought so. Since I, I was good, so. I used to be able, in the churches, when I would go to, I went to Catholic uh, church, I was raised Catholic. When we would go to church, and I would see, and this is tr- this is true. I would see the light moving through the pews, and I could see the waves moving of energy. Uh, I just always had it. And, w- and you think that everyone can do it, but actually, well, oh, actually, I thought I was like, what's going? What's wrong with me? At the time, I thought, uh-huh. <laughs> what's going on uh-huh. with me? How can I do this? Yeah. Now some uh-huh. people see it. I actually don't see it with my eyes. I actually see it with my cells. So it's like I see, feel, hear it with 30 trillion cells, Mm -hmm. right? So it's a different experience for me. And and what happens is it's almost like a presence to a whole bunch of information at once. And then I take my focus. And because of my focus, I can can focus on one aspect of the hologram of everything Mm -hmm. in one moment. And so it's just a different way of experiencing life. It's no big deal. It's not a gift. Mm-hmm. Everyone can do it. It's just we didn't know we could do it. And since we are part of the hologram and we are interpreters of vibration, everything, even your ears are, your eyes are, everything is about interpreting waves. So it just makes sense that we can interpret other kinds of mm-hmm. waves and points and particles and light and photons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... It's just another way of doing it. And the biggest thing that I teach people is, what if it's just really no big deal? And I what think, if it's just not that big a deal? Yeah, and I think it's really, you pointed something out, and I think it's really, this is not um, something special. This is not some like, extra, everybody has access to it. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's, it's, it's part of your uh, divine nature. It's part of your genetic. There's no, there's a disease of specialness out there that thinks that I'm special and that makes me exceptional. All that does is create separation. I'm better than you, and it, it, it's an infection and a virus in the mind 
And yeah. it, it, it's, it's across all platforms, all uh, parts of our society, all this sense of because nobody feels like they're enough. But when you understand that this is not anything that's – everybody has access to it. It is an intuitive, bio-spiritual nature that you have that you, you just have to learn how to be able to access it. Um, Jennifer, we, uh, I want to – you know, there's so much in our world going on today. We've got some crazy yeah. things that are happening. I mean, we are seeing major upheavals, lots of polarity, lots of disagreements on uh, so what? many different things. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Why? Why are you saying that? I, I don't that. know. Didn't you see that? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just saw it. It's insane, really. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. It, well, you know, and I think it's so – and I and I and I'm able to listen to people – and so many people are, real, are saying a lot of the same things, but they're so caught up in this struggle about, you know, which way do I go? How do I move? So many shifts are happening. Fear is being, I mean, they're being overwhelmed. They're just completely being overwhelmed by yeah. life, politics, economics, education, whatever, what's going on. Why? Why is there so much going on right now? And why do so many of us feel so overwhelmed? Well, so two things about that question, um, and it's a great question. Why do we feel so overwhelmed? I've got, you know, I have so much to say about this, Charlie, because let me give you a context for why I have so much to say about this. Because I started seeing holographically, it took me years to get over judging myself for being such a freak. And then after I got over it, I started to see that, as you, you called it, bio-spiritual abilities or something like that, I call it multidimensional DNA. We have, so what happened was, when I gave permission to, to this natural ability that I started to see that every human being had, I realized that there's a series of codes or instructions, okay, a series of codes or instructions that series of codes or instructions were part of what humanity came complete with. Mm -hmm. So part of those codes and instructions are that double-stranded DNA that gives us our three-dimensional abilities. But we have other abilities because we're also in an energetic, wave particle, holographic, uh, biophotonic universe. Mm -hmm. And because we're in that, we have to have other abilities too because we live in that world. So when you think about you seeing energy, we can expand the field of what our eyes can see. So I call that, you know, I call that basically advanced seeing. Uh, but it's not any different than normal seeing. It's just we expand our capacity to do it more. That's our ability to tap into the hologram. Our ability to know how to, you ever walked into a room after doing all the speaking that you've done, you walk into a room, you just know who you want to hang out with because you can just feel the magnetics of who is your person mm -hmm. or your people. Yeah. Or, this is what I love to do, it's kind of magical and wonderful, where you walk into a room and you almost know what to do in order to change the energy of bringing ruency to the room. You just know what to do or who to talk to or what to, you know, something to shake the tree do it all the time when I'm speaking on stages I do the same thing it's like to bring congruency and that harmony that all of consciousness lives in mm -hmm. these are all innate abilities that are metaphysical abilities they don't they're not your eye color and your senses so what I started to see is the actual codes and then in the hologram I got shown how to help people integrate with them now why is that important because you might think like what the heck does that have to do with the question you asked me it has everything to do with it. Here's why. Why are people overwhelmed? Because they're waking up and they don't know how to live. We all have 30 to 75 trillion cells in our body. Each of our cells have receptor sites. Those receptor sites send and receive photons all the time. Those carry information about each other. That's how we know who each other is. Before we even got on this interview, I said to you, oh, my God, you've got good vibes. <laughs> well, thank you. And when I say good vibes, it's literally feeling like, oh, my gosh, I am so picking up on the photons you give off. And they're delicious. It's like 
you're a good human being. I can feel it. You're just a good man. And so, and so the funny thing is that that's an innate ability. That's not smell, taste, touch. That's multidimensional ability. Now imagine there are 24 basic ones that human beings come with, 24 innate abilities, 24 sets, 12 sets of codes, two each, and that's what I saw. And I went, well, I don't know what this is, and why I'm gonna, I've got to find the person who's talking about it, which was nobody at the time. <laughs> now there's a whole bunch of people talking about it, and I'm like, no, this was like 12 years ago now. And... Um, I really, people started calling me like the foremother of multidimensional DNA. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's heavy. <laughs> and then I was like, but I said, so here's the point. Yeah. I'm not special though. I wasn't given those. I wasn't shown those to be able to be special. I was shown those so that like, it was very uninteresting when people sort of say how amazing I am. That is not interesting to me. This is a time of great polarity. People feel, people feel overwhelmed because those multidimensional abilities and the ability to feel photons is starting to wake up. Mm-hmm. And every time there is a crazy-ass thing that happens in the world, every time there's like some completely dishonest or corrupt or horrible or warlike thing that happens that you know is totally not in alignment with the way human beings are meant to live or be or act. It's more about power versus. It's more about. Um, it's more about force versus the power we have to play in all of consciousness. It's like forcing something to happen because you're afraid you don't have any cosmic abilities. So now you feel limited and you start doing stupid stuff that's incongruent, and we start to feel the incongruency. And when millions of people feel biophotonically just like when you walk in a room and you know who to hang out with and who not to Mm -hmm. every political thing every economic thing every warlike thing that happens i had a friend in australia say um actually i shouldn't even say that um i don't even think they were in australia i think they were in london um yeah i'm thinking (laughs) of the wrong person but i've had a lot of people say this it's like you know i'm i'm pretty removed from that i don't watch the news and i'm like it doesn't matter if you watch the news because photons you know the strife the this fear the lack of hope that people feel the polarity travels around the world seven times in a second so people feel overwhelmed because they don't know how to use their innate abilities to be able to be catalyzed by that craziness and build something new. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to use the abilities. So the reason why I was put on the planet, I'm so clear about it, and it's what I do with in every program we do, is um, go through the steps to install those abilities so we, we can stop being in survival mode and we can start being in creation mode to, gr- to create use all those things as a catalyst to have fun together creating this different world that we all know is possible. But you have to have those innate abilities available or all you are is scared. Mm -hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you be? You don't know what to do with all this crazy-ass information and these strange polarities. And all these people are waking up. They don't know what to do. They're, they're, They're sitting there going, like, I am, like, this looks horrible. Like, there is no, all these people who are doing crazy things seem like they know what we're doing, they're doing. But all the people who, um, are waking up aren't organized. We're not, you know, why? Because if you knew that you were a multidimensional being and you had all these other abilities, through a fractal universe and quantum physics and even just the way biophotons work. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and being able to do that, learning how to be able to manage all those things, and one of the things that I had to learn was that if I'm, if my natural ability to be as a giver, I'm a giver, I, I give. If I don't be able to learn how to stay in my center, if I'm not able to be able to say, all right, you know, I have to be able to stay in balance, I have to be able to not allow myself to be pulled in either direction. And, and like the Tao Te Ching, you know, uh, uh, be still and don't, you know, stay still within you. 
then I'm able to be able to manage my system a whole lot better in a way that enables me to tap into the very things that you're talking about so that it, I'm not overwhelmed by those things and I'm doing the things that can help me to say, all right, what is, the, what is more real? Is that more real or me? Is that more real or me? And coming back into that saying, all right, I'm not going to get stuck or caught in these spectacles. I'm not going to allow myself to be taken up by this emotional storm because it's going to cost me something. And so being able to pull back from that and, and then I think all of those protons and you know, all those things that are happening to us because our bandwidth is widening is able to recalibrate and recategorize itself so that we can take that information into a healthy way. So let me say this about what, and thank you for sharing that. So people say, how can just doing that be enough? How can just mm -hmm. being centered in myself be enough? Abs the reason is this, most people at this stage, most people, the average person, just needs to know that it's possible to be fulfilled regardless of what's going on around them. They just need to know that you can have a great life despite someone else looking like they're causing mayhem in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Secondly, that is just as valid as the idea. Some people are already centered. It's like, you know, give me the, give me the, glove in the ball I'm in like put me in the game coach you know like I'm ready let's go <laughs> right, right right and and those are the people that are looking for like I just want to be able to actually build bridges like I talked about at the beginning I want to be able to build those bridges in my own life knowing full well that the bridges that I build are going to affect all of humanity so that's like the personal approach like I, I'm going to be a living metaphor mm -hmm. right and the last kind of person is someone who just really knows that they were born to lead. They just know I'm supposed to lead. I'm supposed to like cause, I want to be a part of something that actually what I do, I'm going to give from my overflow. Like mm -hmm. I, I literally want to do something to make the world a different. I'm going to change institutions. I'm going to shake the tree. And some people are those people. And I would say those last two kinds of people are the people that really will will the work to embody those innate abilities and that multidimensional DNA becomes even more important, mm -hmm. right? For those yeah. last two, the last two groups, like it, it, the more we don the quantum related tools and skills that are by birthright ours doesn't make us special mm -hmm. so yeah and you i just want to say one more thing because it's really interesting you said at the beginning it's like we polarized ourselves by calling the people that are psychic or the people that are whatever they talk to animals special <laughs> don't get me wrong people who have worked a long time with those special skills are i'm not going to call them special though i'm going to call them experts geniuses at a very specific skill, just like I am, you are. When you practice something a long time, you get to be a genius about it, and mm -hmm. all genius means is you can tap into the field and access whatever information, and there's nothing in your way, mm -hmm. so you can advance something that already is a paradigm, and you can take it to levels that nobody's ever taken it to. Yes. But again, it's normal. It's normal, right? and it's that, yeah, we, and it's normal. I mean, it we is, actually. Yeah. It's so, like, I think, the, like, I can't we, remember who the author is, but he, he, he said something like it takes 10,000 hours of doing something consistently and doing it well yeah, right. that you become the yeah. expert in. And I can't remember his name. I love yeah. his books. I can't remember who that is either, but I remember reading that as well. Yeah. So, but I want to make sure, because we're coming close, I want to make sure we get yeah. to those essential skills for thriving. Because, I mean, I love I, our conversation's going so well. We're almost yeah. towards the end of the show, and I want to make yeah, sure yeah. that we get some of those key things uh, in there before we close out. So, um, sure. Jennifer, I mean, it's, uh, it's important for people to be able to understand all of the information that we've shared and talked about today and also being able to take the information that you shared so brilliantly. Uh, so eloquently and so uh, practically for people. 
But how can, in all of this crazy turmoil and polarity and, and being caught up in this and being overwhelmed, how can we, what are the five essential skills for thriving? What do they need to know in order to be able to thrive in the world that we live in today? So, okay. So there's two paradigms we need to talk about. One is surviving and one is the embodiment of advanced skills such that you can't help but thrive. Okay? Mm -hmm. Surviving better means you're going to learn some skills to actually feel like you're being productive and contributory to the world. And surviving better is a good thing. Where I like to take people is to thriving, which is about embodying and just becoming different. It's like the difference between someone telling you how to ride a bike or telling you how to swim until the moment that you actually get it and you're just riding the bike. You don't even need training. You just get the idea of balance or you're, you're swimming and you're floating and you're not just floating. You're like enjoying it. You're having a great time. You can do every stroke. It's like awesome. You just get the whole concept. You get it. I always think of it like water skiing. The same thing happened to me then, too. So the five, so the skills, it's like water skiing. You just got to get it at some point. It's hard. <laughs> so, it's so, yeah. so the five skills one needs to get to the place of embodiment, okay? The first thing is you have to be willing to have the courage to go into the unknown. 100%. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's number one. It's going to be uncomfortable. You are going to not know most of the time. A lot of people are already experiencing that. Mm -hmm. The second one is give up judging the discomfort. And the way of being is be curious on an adventure. Be curious like a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. So the operating system change, if you're going to start the embodiment process, is you've got to start being curious like a three-year-old on an adventure. Period. End of story. Third one. You must, without exception, be willing to uh, be in community, at least with one other person, hopefully more, because you cannot, cannot, cannot embody an entirely new operating system for humanity by yourself in one lifetime. The ego would say... The, the collective ego of first world countries says, you know, those third world countries do everything together in communities. First world countries say that it is much better to prove yourself as an independent and that you can survive. Again, you're back in survival. It is through one plus one equals 11 people. 11. It does not equal two. One plus one equals 11. That is the principle that it takes in order to have the insight that much like what Einstein said, you know, you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it. Well, you need other minds. So you need people that are better at things that you need to be able to do. Fourth thing is uh, find people mentors you just need to, I, I don't know how else to say it it's really just a mentor you need a mentor I mean I have mentor you probably have met I know you have mentors you told me earlier mm -hmm. I have people that guide me and they change and I'm willing to have them change it's like when you resonate with someone don't look at the money don't look at the time unless you're destitute or unless like really you don't but don't be silly when something presents and someone presents that you resonate with and you're like yes do that for however long it presents because it will change your life. Couldn't agree and the more. Last, <laughs> Couldn't yeah, agree more. The, yeah, and yeah. the last one that is like so key to me, I, I would say this is the fundamental of all the work that I do because once I started seeing the hologram, Charlie, like once I started to see the hologram of individual people, the world, um, nature, a tree, like my dog, <laughs> this, un this unicorn. Right. Um, once I started to see this one, I just noticed it over there. Um, <laughs> once I started to see, I realized 
that every single person has had other lifetimes where they've developed natural skills, natural propensities, um, ways of being, personality traits, and they consciousness knew exactly who you were and all of those traits before you got here. And I'm going to say it the, set, the way I say it in one of our, in get out of your own way. In a moment, when I look at the hologram, all of consciousness, the universe, like infinite wisdom, sees every blade of grass, every star, every galaxy, every species, every grain of sand, every seed in the ground, every acorn, every leaf on a tree. It sees every piece of hair on one dog and every dog. It considers the comets, the meteors, and in an instant, and all the space between all of those three-dimensional things, in an instant, it looks at the trajectory that you're on and the skill sets that you contain and the, the, the future trajectory of expressing that into a human body and says, in this instant, it's not time for a new star system. It's time for this person to be born. And you come to the planet as a future trajectory, as a catalyst or bridge builder or whatever role you play, as a piece of the puzzle of this expanding heaven on earth, whether you're a catalyst, a bridge builder, a neutral person, a lover, I don't care what you are, you were very deliberate and you said yes to it as well. Mm -hmm. So if that is true and consciousness completely has your back, choosing you and saying yes as your parent to exist right here, right now, then everything is either inspiring you forward or catalyzing you towards. It's either motivating you through pain or inspiring you through joy because it can't work any other way. <laughs> Do you understand? Absolutely. So it's yeah. like everything does not happen to you. It happens for you. And when you approach life that way, what happens is that curiosity, like cosmic three-year-old, becomes a lot easier. So for me, that's the fifth one, is that very fundamental understanding of who we are and changing I call that a brain, that last thing that we just did right now, I call it a brain bridge. It basically has your right brain that understands what I just said to be true, mm -hmm. explain it to your left brain so that your left brain and your right brain are in agreement. And what it does is it collapses all the lies related to that. Mm -hmm. All the things you've been operating from that, from that don't make sense. So that brain bridge becomes crucial. And that technology of building a brain bridge becomes crucial to changing your physiology and the magnetics, the photons you give off so that you attract a completely different life. Which I think is, is so important. And that's what I think we want, you know, at our deepest core. We, we want to be able to thrive. We were meant to thrive. We weren't mm -hmm. meant to constantly having to, you know, you know we, life is going to bring us challenges. Life is going to bring us moments where we are, uh, are victimized or having to deal with things that are, are cause us suffering. But we're not meant to stay stuck there. We're not meant to have, we're meant to have a, a kind of a sense of a mystical heart that is, allows us to be able to move through those challenges and to see that these are things that I can learn from, these things are, I can grow from, and, and, but all to use as a means to be able to bring out the highest potential within you and to allow yourself to live and enjoy the life that you, it's amazing to be born. I mean, it's a gift to be born and to be able to feel and to sense the world and all the things around us. It is incredible. And, and so making those quantum shifts and being able to change our DNA, because you can, you can, you can change the yeah. DNA in the telomeres. It's, you know, on the outside of the chromosomes, you can affect, you can change. It's, it's proven by science. Uh, they have yeah. it. Um, and you can do all these things, and it's just a matter of making that commitment. It's making that commitment to yourself and recognizing that you are enough, just as you are. You don't have to find yeah. it. You don't have to seek value outside of yourself. You don't have to chase value. And we do that so often when we're 
and trying to keep up with the Joneses or we're trying to win yeah. the affections of this woman or this man or whatever it may be. It's coming to that place and celebrating the life that has been given to you and cherishing it and breathing it, breathing it in and knowing that you breathe all to, with life. You, you breathe, all, all life breathes together. You breathe it together. And it's just, you know, empowering people like you, Jennifer, allow people to really start to tap into and to awaken themselves to a whole new paradigm and possibility in their life that up until now, no, no other generation has ever had this opportunity before. They didn't have it. It was just not available. We didn't, we are, our consciousness wasn't cracked open mm -hmm. like it has been. And yep. so now is this opportunity. Jennifer, we're close to the end of the show. I can't believe sure. it. Uh, I want you to um, just briefly talk about the Wide Awakening, some of the programs that you have an incredible collective of programs yeah. uh, to facilitate, facilitate the awakening of individuals in their journey back to themselves. Could you just describe briefly um, you, what the programs you offer, how people can get sure. in contact with you, and um, yeah, if you have any other events that are coming up in the next few months that people can have the opportunity to be in your presence and work with you. I totally have something really cool that we we just created. Like, we just created it. So it's so cool that I, you are the first place that I am announcing it. So we don't even have the, the page where people can actually sign up for it yet. But on Facebook.com forward slash Wide Awakening, I will be announcing we're going to do um, a nine-day, basically what I like to call a creation fest, about relationships, like your relationship with yourself and the fluidity of relationships with each other. So that Because part of the biggest issue right now is about being able to bridge when people don't agree. So we're going to be, uh, it's just, it's like really giving people the tools so that fluidity can be and, and and miraculous can be the norm new normal so we're we're doing nine days of just tools and we're doing it to we're calling it an experiment and everyone can dive in together so that's one thing but the thing that i want to say is um those brain bridges uh two months ago we started something called the school of unlimited life and we made it free to people um because Actually, Satyan Raja actually inspired me because he does free, like really powerful free stuff. And I'm like, we have some really powerful stuff. It needs to get out in the world because I'm, I'm just being catalyzed by all the polarity. It's crazy. So um, it's called the School of Unlimited Life. School of Unlimited Life. You can find it on our website. And there, the first three brain, you know, the brain bridge I just did? Mm -hmm. There's three more brain bridges there on other subjects. I think one of them is about money. And what it does is it changes your your magnetics about that subject so you completely attract at a different level. And it's like the fast track because you can transmute hundreds of beliefs with one brain bridge. That's amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow, so, I got to do this. This is bad. Yeah, That's amazing. So, yeah, totally. Go and sign up. It's totally okay. that first level is totally free. And it's got all, like, but that tool is where I would start. It's the three days of awakening from the 12 days of awakening program. I would do those first and come and join us on Facebook. That's, and we have other programs that all of that leads into a program, get out of your way and get out of your way then leads to a program that's for 10 months for people that, you know how I talked about the three different levels of people and one of the levels is embodiment. Mm -hmm. The people that, that want to embody Flight School is like a 10-month-long program where you're immersed with me and we're taking all of those codes, bringing them in, and then applying them to your life so they never go away. And the rest of your life, you're all about creating upon creation. You're just so not concerned anymore with judgments of others or the silliness of the minutia of the world out there. Yeah. You're just getting on with getting on with it. So that's what Flight School is. So amazing, Jennifer. I can't believe our show is uh, is over at this point. I, I could talk to you. I mean, we could have a, a three-hour conversation. I, I this don't is know. Fantastic. I can feel it. Yeah, it could be really, I, yeah, I know. I could totally be I'm like, Oh my God, all the juicy stuff we could get into. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe we could figure out some way to have you come back on again sometime in the near future. I would love I'd to have love you. I'd love to. Let's talk about 
telomeres next time, though. Oh, that would be great. That would be fantastic. My I'd love to. favorite subject. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to thank KUHSDenver.com before we close the show. Uh, KUHS Denver, we are broadcasting here live in Denver, Colorado, all across the nation and all across the world. Uh, people from all over the world are tuning into KUHS Denver and tuning into the show here at uh, the council. Uh, our numbers continue to go up. We're listening to by from 40 different countries. Uh, it's just an honor uh, and a privilege to and very humbling uh, to be here and that you uh, that you tune in. So thank you. The show wouldn't be possible without all of you. And uh, please tune in again next week. Um, Jennifer, before we close, I always ask my guests, uh, and all of them, everyone, uh, if you could give one piece of advice, one bit of wisdom from your life experience, what would it be? I would say that... I was going to say this, that there's a reason why dog is God spelled backwards, but I'm not going to say that. Um, (laughs) I would say this. It's a quote from the very first program I ever taught. I don't know how I pulled it out of thin air, but I still think back and I don't even attribute it to me because it came from somewhere. But listen to this. It's just so powerful when you really think about it. The issue is never the issue. That you think it's the issue is the issue. Mm. I'm going to say it again. The issue is never the issue. So the thing that you're upset about is never really the thing that's upsetting. Mm -hmm. That you take all your attention and put it on the thing that upsets you is actually the bigger issue. So I'm gonna say it one more time. The issue is never the issue. That you make it the issue is actually the issue. That's it, that's it. Because you make it the issue, that's the issue right there. Yep. Brilliant, brilliant, Jennifer. Uh, My goodness, thank you so much for being here and joining us here on the council. Uh, we've, uh, wow, you've graced us and blessed us. Um, thank you so much. Charlie, thank you for doing what you do in the world. You, the reason I can just so see it, the reason why your radio show is going out to so many people is because the greatest carrier way of it is love. And I can tell that you have so much love and passion for assisting people. And uh-huh. that's what's bringing all, that's what's bringing the info. <laughs> well, thank, well, thank you. Thank you. Folks, thank you so much. Thank you, KUHS. Thank you, Magic Financing, and all the people here who, uh, you know, who, who keep KUHS going. Um, folks, council is adjourned. May you all be well. May you all be free of suffering. May you all be whole. Uh, we will be back next week with Albert Quintana. Please tune in. God bless. <laughs>